Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Yeah. Hey guys. Hello. Katrina. Hey, Burke. Nice to see nice you. To meet you yeah. <laughs> On a windy Friday, I meet up with Michael Chernovsky, a naturalist with the East Bay Regional Park District, and Burke McDonald, our question asker this week. Michael thinks it's possible it will rain. We're at Sibley Volcanic Regional Preserve, a park in the East Bay Hills above Oakland with some very cool history. Yeah, this really caught my attention because you don't see this on a normal hike. Burke first came to Sibley with his fiance. They've been doing a lot of hiking during the pandemic. She said, oh, you know, you go to Sibley Volcanic. And I said, what, volcanic? What do you mean? There's, I, I got I to gotta check this out. There's a, there's a volcano? I, didn't, I never knew about this spot. He wants to know how the volcano came to be here and why it went extinct. His question won a Bay Curious voting round. And when people say, where is the volcano? Sometimes I would say, well, it's all over the place and it's almost nowhere. Mysterious. Today on the show, we're going hiking to learn about a Bay Area volcano that once stood here millions of years ago. We'll dig into the geology, learn about the wildlife, and check out a labyrinth at the bottom of a huge pit. I'm Katrina Schwartz, and you're listening to Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. Well, should we start hiking up there? Let's do that. The three of us set off up the main trail. It's a gorgeous day after some rain, and the hillsides are a lovely green. I would describe it as a walk into history. Ten million years of history. As we walk up and back in history, Michael is full of fun tidbits. We just saw white-tailed kites, and there's red-tailed hawks and Cooper's hawks. And kites. There's all different kinds of lichens. When I was an outdoor educator, we used to say Freddie Fungus met Alice Algae, and they took a lichen to each other. After 20 minutes of walking, we near the top of the trail. We took a hard turn there. We're basically walking around to the other side of the mountain, yeah? We are, yeah. And we are going to be very close soon to where the top of the volcano was at one time. We arrive at what I think is the volcano, a steep drop-off into a crater. But Michael tells me that's not the volcano. People come here and think, oh, look, there's a big, deep pit. There, that, was a, that was a caldera. No, that was, that was a mountain that was taken away. 
The pit was dug by mining companies. They used the rock to build Bay Area roads and other infrastructure. But if the crater isn't the volcano, where is it? Well, Michael says we're standing in what would have been the middle of it. Right now, you would be inside of a volcano <laughs> 10 million years ago. Sounds really hot. I'd love to be able to be put in a time machine and taken there and to see any of the, the lava or the kind of the rocks or the, the smoke that was coming out at the time. I mean, that kind of blows my mind to think about it. Like, we're standing in the middle of the volcano. It's amazing. It's amazing to think about. And yet, most people have no idea that this exists. Ten million years ago, these hills would have looked more like your typical volcano, with a peak and lava flowing out of it. Now, it doesn't look anything like that. At the top of the volcano at one time would have been just across the valley from where we are looking. It has eroded away. The volcano has tilted on its side. It's on its side? No wonder it doesn't look like a volcano. To understand all this geology, I went to Kimberly Blizniuk, a professor of geology at San Jose State. There is something called the Mendocino Triple Junction. Geologists just call it that because of where they found it. And the Mendocino Triple Junction is right now currently off the coast of Mendocino. As the name suggests, it's a place where three plate boundaries come together, a triple junction. About 10 million years ago, that junction used to be down here near the East Bay at a Sibley Volcanic Region. The three plates are colliding, sliding past one another, and overlapping. The place where they meet is like a T-junction, and there's a little hole that allows magma under the earth to bubble up. It's called a slab window. It's this slab window where magma burst up through the crust and formed a volcano in what are now the East Bay Hills, Sibley Volcanic Regional Preserve. And it gets crazier. Over millions of years, after lots of earthquakes, moving tectonic plates, and shifting pressure, the land began to fold. That's how the volcano got turned on its side. Bear with me here. The best way to think about it is if you take pages of a book and you squeeze them together. Imagine one hand on the spine of a closed paperback book and the other hand on the opposite pages. Now squeeze. The pressure coming from both sides forces one part up and the other down. And what happens is that the pages will fold into a bowl and a little arc. It looks like a sine wave. At Sibley, the pressure came from faults, and the book in this analogy is the land. We get something called compressional deformation, where we squeeze the earth because um, there's a lot of stress that's being transferred from, say, the Calaveras to the Hayward Fault as these faults are evolving and producing earthquakes. When you squeeze the land between these faults, they start to fold and tilt. Back on the hiking trail at Sibley Preserve, I look behind me and see the tallest peak around, Round Top. It's a conical mountain and looks more like how I imagine an extinct volcano would look. But no. And it was the center of the volcano. It's, you really have to kind of imagine it, right? It's really hard to imagine. When geologists examined the rock that makes up Round Top, they found it came from deep within the Earth. 
it was pushed up by thousands of earthquakes and lots of plate movement over millions of years. Roundtop is being eroded away more slowly than the other mountains, and that's why it looks kind of like it stands on its own. And that's why people think it is the volcano. Well, they're partly right. It was part of the volcano. The best evidence I can see of the volcano that once stood here are some really cool rocks. It almost reminds you of a place in the southwest that's not California, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that red earth. It kind of feels like Utah or like you're on Mars or something. Very kind of alien landscape. But there's one more thing we haven't explored yet. It really drops off, huh? It does. So in the bottom of the quarry is a labyrinth that was secretly built in 1990. It's a dirt path lined with grass and volcanic rock. The trail loops back on itself, creating a big circle about 50 feet across. At the center, people have left trinkets. It was a beautiful round spot already. It already felt sacred. It already felt so good there. Helena Mazzarello is the woman behind the labyrinth at the bottom of the quarry, what Michael called the most famous labyrinth in the Bay Area. 30 years ago, Helena lived near Sibley and would hike there often with her pet goat. Together, they'd wander down to the bottom of the quarry. One day, she decided to build a labyrinth out of mud. A labyrinth is one of the oldest contemplative transformational tools that mankind used for centuries. I mean, centuries old. It amazes what you get lost in. This is a labyrinth. It's unicursal, so there's one way in and one way out. It's a type of walking meditation. The Bay Area has many labyrinths, including famous ones in Grace Cathedral and at Land's End. I just did it just to do it, right? I just did it with mud. I didn't even think it was going to last that long. And actually, it has been there 30 years. The East Bay Regional Parks District doesn't condone rogue labyrinth builders. But this one has been there so long and tended with such care that they look the other way. Recently, Helena's been especially grateful for the labyrinth. She's had a hard year. She lost her longtime partner to cancer and her mother to COVID within a few months of each other. She's still grieving. And it is just so beautiful to be able to do that in a space of being held, in a space of grace and love. I think that a lot of people who go and do the labyrinth have things like that going on as well. Burke, our question asker, likes the story of the labyrinth. But even more than that, he likes imagining what the landscape would have been like when molten lava flowed millions of years ago. I'm very interested in kind of the science, and to know that that was here is, is exciting, that you're kind of right in the belly of the beast. I have heard that this is the best example of the inside of a volcano anywhere in California, right here. Hmm. How many volcanoes have quarries inside of them? Very few. So people who love volcanoes love to come study this one. The sun's going down. Yeah, yeah. we're going. <laughs> As we start walking back down the mountain, I take one last look at our very own Bay Area volcano. And then I remember, it's all around me. You can see photos of Sibley Volcanic Regional Preserve on our website, baycurious.org. 
And while you're there, be sure to cast a ballot in our latest voting round. You can help us decide which of these questions we should tackle next. Who owns the Oakland A's? And why is it taking so long for them to build a new stadium? Are there rules if you own a house next to the Filbert Steps in North Beach? Do you need to maintain a garden or put up Christmas lights? What's the history of the Oakland Speedway, the auto racing track that used to be in San Leandro? Bay Curious is produced by Susie Racho, Brendan Willard, and me, Katrina Schwartz. Our show is made at member-supported KQED in San Francisco. See you next week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 